Hello and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that explores compelling themes and some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Chris. I'm Brittany. On this episode, we'll be discussing Despair in the Hunger Games. So what does despair mean to you? I think that a big part of it is a lack of hope or like mm. lose, losing hope. But yeah, maybe not just a lack because you can start with a lack of hope somewhere, but like actually losing it. Mm. I think that's a big part of it for me. I think that there can be a lot of overlap with depression and a lot of those feelings that could either be really severe and sharp or they can be flat and almost apathetic. Mm. And I think both could be manifestations of despair. Yeah, if you have lost hope in something and, you know, that can be a lot of things. But I do think it is a, a strong emotion, whether you feel it strongly or not. Mm. Yeah. You? Yeah. Similarly, I was thinking definitely hopelessness. And then the other part is also helplessness. It's not mm. just that you've lost hope, but that you have lost hope that you can do anything about something. Not just that something bad is going to happen, but that you don't have agency to do anything about it. Uh, and you can't stop something that's coming, I think is also a big component in in despair Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense and and if that's the case then you can also feel despair over other people's lives right it's not just it has to be a personal i'm experiencing this right now but this helplessness that like you can't do anything to change anything because it's not your life exactly yeah hmm well fun very fun (laughs) So let's go on to The Hunger Games then and talk about despair in The Hunger Games. Okay. A very fun series. Yes. The first word that comes to mind when I think of Hunger Games. Yes. Fun. But uh, we're going to start with a quote that is from Mockingjay. And this is near the end of the book where Katniss just talked to Snow. And she's now at a meeting with the other surviving tributes and discussing the possibility of a new Hunger Games against the Capitol. The scent of snow's rose curls up into my nose, down into my throat, squeezing it tight with despair. All those people I loved, dead. And we're discussing the next Hunger Games in an attempt to avoid wasting life. Nothing has changed. Nothing will ever change now. Yeah, good quote. She, she sort of mentions despair. And yeah, it talks about this idea of not being able to change things. And that, that's what causes her the despair, that, that she is haunted by Snow even as he's up for execution. And the legacy of the capital and the legacy of war being the Hunger Games continuing on. Well, yeah, and I think, I think it's not only that she doesn't feel like she can change anything, because she's felt that before, mm-hmm. even in the games themselves. But when it's paired with all of these people that I've loved are dead. And especially all of the people who died for this cause, for her, it seems like it doesn't even matter. Nothing changed. It didn't do any good. All that happened is that they're dead. Going back to your idea of hopelessness, right? Mm -hmm. Of having hope and losing it, fighting for this cause and seeing that it's not going to help. Yeah, which is, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine how I would feel in that circumstance. Mm. Like, you've been through so much trauma and torture and all of these terrible things, and you've lost almost everybody that you love. And, you know, at least you hoped that something 
would change, (laughs) that the sacrifices would help bring about something different where all these children weren't shipped off to the, the Hunger Games, but then it's like, oh, the new people in power are going to do this too. Mm-hmm. Which kind of leads me to my character. Yes, please. <laughs> which I chose to go with Katniss because okay. I feel like, surprisingly, there's not as much despair in the Hunger Games as you would think there would be, mm. at least in my opinion. And obviously, we're in her in her head, right? We hear all of her thoughts. And so she's the character that we get to experience that with her to some degree. Mm-hmm. And so there's different points in time, I, I guess you could argue that she does feel despair. But oftentimes, she's always still trying to survive, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's only at the end of the series that she doesn't she gives up and I think giving up is part of despair as well a lot of it came from all of the people that she lost like considering how many people died and were murdered in front of her or what she feels as because of her and it's in the the span of two years Mm -hmm. two and a half maybe to the end if Prim hadn't been killed as well maybe she wouldn't have sunk quite as deeply into despair but i think that was the last thing that really broke her even more than she had already broken before Mm. and so yeah you just see how much despair that she does have and that she yeah just gives up hope and everything and after she kills coin she is confined while they she doesn't know that she they're having a trial and doing all of these things but she just basically decides that she doesn't want to live anymore Mm. and keeps thinking of all of these different ways to kill herself but uh there's surveillance and they they didn't provide her with any sheets like so she can't hang herself and they the glass is too thick she can't like jump out the window or any of these things and she decides, okay, well, I'm just not going to eat. And yeah, it goes on for quite a while. And she is quite literally withering away. And she uses the word like, still I'm winning. Because her end goal at that point is to die. Yeah, I think that that is such a time of despair Mm -hmm. for her character. And I think it's interesting though, because she also has coping mechanisms during that time she starts singing and that's when something happens in her she she's not happy by any stretch of the imagination but it does provide something for her then once she goes back to district 12 finally when she starts being active again and going out into the woods that helps as well and then at the very end of the book in the epilogue doing that little game where she would list things that she's thankful for or things that are good and that seems to be her ultimate coping mechanism Hmm. to help her not completely get out of I think a place of despair but at least enough so that she can go on living and still enjoy some things yeah for sure Katniss is an interesting character to look at through this theme because Katniss is so defined by defiance. And defiance is, you know, it's not necessarily hopeful, but it's always actively 
engaging in these issues, right? Like defying those in power to their last breath. And, mm-hmm. and she does that, I think, throughout. And I think it's interesting because after she kill she kills Coin and Snow's dead and the capital's gone, she doesn't really have many people to defy anymore. Certainly not anyone individually to defy. And I think that that's something that contributes to her despair. She's no longer motivated by the defiance that can often be a coping mechanism for her, or if not a coping mechanism, at least something that motivates her to continue on, even if that continuing on is not to ultimately do what's right, but just to stick it to whoever she's defying. And yeah, I think it's an an interesting way to look at her. That actually brings me into my, my plot point, because I was going to discuss at the end of Catching Fire when she's taken up onto the hovercraft and she picks up the syringe mm-hmm. and she plans on using it on PETA. And she thinks about using it on herself. She thinks about using it on Beatty. And yeah, she's lost hope there. She's, she assumes that she's on a capital hovercraft and that they're going to be killed and tortured and all these terrible things. And her last act is going to be to save PETA from that fate. She's given up hope for herself, but still she will defy the capital in at least one way to save PETA from it. And I think that's a really telling point of Katniss's character because she has given up hope. She believes that she is at a point of no return, and yet she still is taking what action she can not to save anything, not not with hope in mind, but at least to mitigate the pain that could be caused. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it is ultimately an extremely loving act to be willing to kill the only person that kind of understands you in a way. Like you had so many similar experiences of trauma together Mm -hmm. because you know if you don't, they're going to be tortured and maybe eventually killed. But to risk being alone in that if if you get to him but you can't kill yourself fast enough and it it kind of makes me wonder was she experiencing despair in that moment or does despair really hit her when she doesn't have anyone to fight for anymore Mm. because throughout everything she experienced which was all horrendous she always kept trying and kept trying because there was Prim and her mother or there was Gail and his family or there was Peta and Hamish. You know, there were always people to try to fight for. And then there was the districts in general when she decides to take up the Mockingjay. And I think so much of her defiance comes from that, mm. that whether it's something for herself, she's fighting for herself or she's fighting for others. But then... Yeah, you just don't see her do that at all at the end of the series because she has given up. Yeah, well, that kind of takes me to my compelling question, which is, if you look at the series as a whole, do you think that a lesson from it would be that there is hope? Like, <laughs> what, do you think that the, the lesson of the series is hope or despair? Or where on that spectrum would you put it? Hmm, that's interesting. I would say <laughs> maybe my own. Or maybe my own atypical perspective is Mm. evident here that societally, it's not a hopeful series. Mm. It's not about, like, have hope, fight really hard, and then things can change. Because, yes, that does happen to some degree, but I think when 
they're going back to District 12 at the end of the series. And Plutarch is, you know, talking about different stuff. And he says, who knows, maybe this time it'll stick. Hmm. Talking about, like, the new government and, and this more democratic system and, you know, all of those things. And, yeah, I think that says a lot because he's so cynical in that way that he's like, well... Yeah, we're doing this now, but humans are going to keep doing this over and over and over again. Mm. Like, they don't stop going to war. So he's, like, super cynical in his outlook, but he's not in practice, if that makes sense. And so I think he's really interesting. So, yeah, I wouldn't put it on the the side of intense hope. I think <laughs> I think it tries to end more hopefully, maybe a bit, but... I think maybe it is on the personal side that there is hope in relationships and there is hope in loving people and there is hope in standing in solidarity with others, even if that means that you die. Yeah, yeah. That, I think, for me, is also one of the most powerful lessons of the series. I think that you can't read the series and look at the idea of revolution or fighting for justice or things like that as hopeful. Um, you can't mm-hmm. see them as things where you're, you know, striving towards an end that is going to be just. I think that the, the, the thesis of the series in that aspect would be as long as we have society, there will be people exerting power over others. Mm-hmm. And that comes with oppression and exploitation. And that is going to be a constant. But I like what, what you said, and, and, and I think that the book highlights that, yeah, within those systems, the important moments and the important things for individual people is interpersonal relationships, is empathy, is caring for others. I think you can also see that in Katniss's inability to perform on camera, mm-hmm. but her the power of her having actual relationships with people and how others are, are moved by that. I think that that is telling because what's important are the actual feelings that she has and the ways that she actually engages with other people, not these high-minded ideals that are, sure, it's great the idea of, of things like democracy and representation and equality and all that kinds of stuff, but that's not what they're dealing with here. They're dealing with what it's like to live in this system, what it's like to live amongst others in this system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing. That doesn't mean that an idea of representative government is unimportant, Mm -hmm. but it also won't save us. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I think it's important to try to do something with it, uh, whether it's any type of social issue, right? It's important to still stand up and say no when there's injustice, but at the same time, we can't bring about justice forever at the end of everything and then then now there's like a period at the end of the sentence like that's but that doesn't make any of the individual acts of love and sacrifice any less important and any less hopeful it's just a hope that's not based on the end result Mm. well what's your compelling question for me so my question is Do you see the people in the, not all the districts, but most of the districts, do you see them in general having despair? And that's what's prevented them from trying to revolt or fight back earlier? 
or do you see it as something else? Interesting. Very interesting question, particularly considering our discussion about despair and defiance with Katniss. Because in 12, at least, which is what we see most of, 12, they had it terrible Mm -hmm. for years. But it wasn't until it started getting worse that people started doing anything. And even then, they didn't do much, right? I don't think they ever had an uprising in 12 because they were bombed first. But I think that the book makes it seem like as the forces clamp down on the districts, that's when they start fighting back. Is that right? I thought it was the opposite. Interesting. I thought because after Gail was whipped, then everybody just like they went into their homes and drew their blinds and everything. It was only a very small number of people who were willing to help take Gail to to Katniss's mom to try to get patched up. And I thought that the book said something about if there was any hope of kindling a uprising here, it was killed by thread coming. Yeah, and, and maybe maybe that's the case. I guess you could also say that the spark for the uprisings in the districts was the removal of Katniss and the other tributes in the end of Catching Fire. Mm-hmm. And so it was the act of giving hope to the districts that led to uprisings. And so it wasn't that despair. But I guess I feel like, I don't know, because you can also say that Katniss showing the capital up in the first ga- Hunger Games that she was in is also a way of giving hope rather than taking it away. So yeah, I, I guess I guess that's a good point that the district's start to rise up more because they they have they have hope than they have despair yeah i don't know what were you thinking well yeah because that's that's something that i was thinking that you have all of these people who for decades are living under terrible conditions starving to death and being beaten and having to work 14 16 hour days and it's it's easy as an outsider to be like oh well if they all just stood up together then they could you know Mm -hmm. change things but i do think that it is kind of a form of like passive despair because they've given up hope they've they've given up trying to fight back they tried at the beginning District 13 was annihilated, and slowly but surely they fell in line and accepted this as their fate. They accepted the Hunger Games, that this would happen every year, and that these the conditions under which they lived would not change. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's why I was wondering about it. It's like, if you accept that and you let the fight go out of you. Does that mean you're in despair? But then I guess, are we looking at that thing generationally? Mm -hmm. Because we can say the districts, since the dark days, have lost their will to live as a polity. But when we look at the people, these aren't people who ever had that hope, who ever had that fight. Most of them, if not all of them, have lived entirely in a world where that they're not resisting. And so did they ever have the hope that they can then lose to make despair? Mm-hmm. In which case it'd be interesting if there was something like generational despair. The parents teach the children despair without the children knowing it's despair. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Well, what about a missed opportunity regarding despair in the Hunger Games? So for me, it depends if we count people not acting out as being in despair. 
Because if it is, then there's a whole lot of despair in the books. <laughs> if it isn't, then I think we should see more despair, <laughs> considering. Because you see a whole lot of fight in people. And maybe maybe that is how a lot of people would be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's said that humans have a fight or flight. Both of those are trying to preserve their life, right? Mm-hmm. And And if you're trying to preserve your life, you would think you're not fully in a place of despair because there's something you're still trying for yeah i I don't know so i think it would be interesting to see it in more other characters i think we got to see it with finnick a little bit Mm. when he's in district 13 and he knows that the capital probably has annie that she might be being tortured and you do see him and you there's just like little comments of him crying all the time and things and, mm-hmm. and he yeah, it's just he's in the hospital wing, I think, for most of the time there. Yeah, I, I think he shows some of it, but it would have been really interesting to see, like, even from people who are from the capital, what were the prep team thinking when they were locked up? And what were they thinking when Senna was murdered? Like, how did Effie deal with these things? Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been really interesting to see. But, of course, everything's from Katniss's perspective. So, anything, you know, it, it doesn't make sense that you would see it. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that I am really interested in. And, and I hope we get to see more of in the, the next book that mm. Suzanne Collins writes. Yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult having other perspectives and and how other people go through things when Katniss is your POV character because she does not really care about talking to other people about things, (laughs) particular feelings. Uh, So... Yeah, we don't we don't get to see a lot of that. And and I my missed opportunity was was very similar. It was we are so surrounded by Katniss and the people around her that are all fighters in some way. The closest Mm -hmm. that we come to seeing her interact with someone who has suffered despair is also her mother. Right. Mm -hmm. But by the time that we see her mother in these games, she has stood up. Right. She's she's doing the work. She's trying to help however she can. And Mm -hmm. she's supporting Katniss. And so we we don't see her succumb to despair there. We just hear about how it happened in the past and how that affected Katniss. And Mm -hmm. that's powerful. But, yeah, I, I think that the other way that I would love to have seen it is with the tributes. Seeing in the games, one of the tributes just lays down and gives up or mm-hmm. can't can't even get up to go to the cornucopia or run away or whatever else it might be is just so overcome at some point in the games with hopelessness. That's not something that we see. I'm sure it's happened. And yeah. that would be another way of showing how these games can destroy people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can destroy people the way Peter talks about it, where it turns you into a killer, which is awful. But it also can make you just lose all hope. And certainly, especially for the younger children going in as a 12-year-old and having to either kill or be killed by 20 other people, I'm yeah. sure many of them would not be able to handle it and would succumb. And that, that's something I, that I think would be interesting to have seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also I think it would be interesting, now I have a second one, <laughs> to see despair towards the self. Mm. So... Anyone who's made it out of the Hunger Games, the feeling of despair that they have from killing these people, from these games, 
eroding a part of who they are or maybe most of who they are by mm. the end and and I think that would have been really interesting. Yeah, I guess we see a bit of despair with Hamish, but even he, you know, is a secret rebel. Yeah. <laughs> and so he he hasn't given up. He's given up in a lot of ways and he's clearly lost a lot of hope and feels helpless and I think Johanna is similar where she says she's lost everyone, right? She lost so much that she can speak out. She can be defiant in these ways. But yeah, I guess there could have been a lot more of an exploration of that too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what's your, your takeaway now that we've discussed despair in the Hunger Games? I think my takeaway is that a powerful way to help counter despair is by caring about people and by fighting for them. Mm. Because I think when you're involved and when you're invested and when you're putting your your life and your energy towards loving other people and not just like personally but like societally as well right so for all of these different causes that really we all need to be a part of and yeah if you're if you're fighting for others it's like Katniss maybe it's a way to help hold despair back a bit Hmm. not that it would always work but maybe it could help yeah at least that's what i experienced myself with like depression i think i can feel very depressed but then if somebody needs something and i can like do something and i can reach out to them then i don't feel like that while i'm focused on these other people and while i'm doing other things but Hmm. that makes sense what about you what's your takeaway Yeah, mine is kind of looking at, when we were talking about the overall conclusion of the book series Mm -hmm. as being one that's not hopeful, especially in regards to society, and kind of seeing the books themselves as part of that. These books are published that are highlighting our commodification of the suffering of others, and the Mm -hmm. suffering of children in particular, and the othering of other people for our own gain. And... This is then commodified to such a point where these are best-selling books, hugely successful movies. These have been turned into a cultural phenomenon that I'd love to think comes with these kinds of intense discussions and reflections by all of its consumers. But I know that is not the case, (laughs) right? So even though the series has these harsh critiques about the way society operates, it is also part of that society and has become in some ways, a larger part of society than other conversations and other discussions about these. And yeah, it just kind of reflects those same issues. And so for me, that almost makes me feel more despair, right? (laughs) That like, we can't do anything because we're part of this, this social structure. And even using whatever platform we have to call it out, we have no control over that platform and how Mm -hmm. it's taken. And when we live in society like that... you mean our podcast isn't changing the world? (laughs) I mean... No. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just, I guess that's my takeaway, which is a bit of a bummer takeaway, but (laughs) what I'm feeling. Well, I thought of another one, so at least we can end on a happier note. Great, thanks. (laughs) Hit me with it. So through this conversation, I've realized that Katniss is really quite remarkable because she... She starts off fighting and she's always 
been defiant in in certain ways, not necessarily publicly until she until she gets to the capital. But I think the fact that she had so much fight in her, yet she grew up how she grew up, I think is quite amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was because of her not giving up hope that it spurred on all of these other people that have hope. That's true. She is, I mean, she is an amazing character. For sure. And and that's one of the things that makes the series so great is getting to know Katniss as an imperfect, nuanced human character who's so fleshed out and who has these growth and setbacks, you know, mm-hmm. going on with her, which I, I just appreciate so much. Yeah. Well, I guess that will wrap up our conversation about Despair in the Hunger Games. Would you like to bring up what we'll be discussing next week? So we're going to be returning to Avatar Lust, Airbender, and Legend of Korra. And our topic is going to be compassion. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, that's that's nice going from (laughs) despair and before that loneliness. Exactly. We've had some kind of bummer ones recently, and going into compassion Avatar is going to be just delightful. Uh, Yes. (laughs) There's few things that are as adorable as little kids being compassionate to one another. So true. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Geek Between the Lines. You can find us on social media by searching for Geek Between the Lines on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. You can also go to our website, bit.ly slash geekbetweenthelines, or go to our Patreon site at patreon.com slash geekbetweenthelines. We also want to thank Kimberly Teo Pastel at Lacelet for designing our logo. You can find our designs at lacelet.com or by searching for Lacelet on Facebook or Instagram. With that, we're going to wrap up this week. See you next time. Until then, geek out! out.